Thank you so much for joining us today. We're always encouraged to know God is working through new beginnings to touch lives. So if you have a story to share of how God's working in your life, please let us know. Send us an email at mystory@newbeginningsnj.org. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. Uh, tonight, we have the honor of having a wonderful guest speaker with us. Her name is Dr. Jamie Morgan. Uh, she's an ordained minister of the Assemblies of God and lead pastor of Life Church in Williamstown, New Jersey. She obtained her Master's of Arts degree in Practical Theology from Oral Roberts and a Doctorate of Ministry. Jamie is an author of Journey to Ministry, Discover Your Calling, Purpose, and Destiny. She's also been published in Charisma News, Discipleship Journal, The Upper Room, The Pentecostal Evangel, and other publications around the world. It is now my distinct pleasure to introduce to New Beginnings, Dr. Jamie Morgan. much, Jamie. Thank you. Thank you. I love your t-shirt. It is so wonderful to be with you tonight. Isn't it wonderful to be in the house of the Lord on a Wednesday night? So wonderful. First of all, I want to say thank you to Pastor Joe and Pastor Barbara for entrusting me with your pulpit. It is an honor. Do you know what an honor it is to stand behind your pastor's pulpit? I just want to say thank you so much for entrusting this to me and for having me. Do you have any idea how blessed you are to attend this church? A church that's strong in the word, a church that's strong in the spirit, a church that's strong in prayer, I'm telling you that they teach you who you are in Christ and who Christ is in you. They, they encourage your faith so that you can believe God big for whatever it is he has called you to do. Never take this house for granted. Never take this pastor, these pastors for granted. You are blessed, and I am blessed to be here tonight. Wanted to uh, also thank my two intercessors that came with me, Joanne Cates and Iris D'Alessandro. They accompanied me. I live in, we live in Gloucester County, so we, we made the hour and a half trek up north. This is like North Jersey <laughs> for we who live in, really, when you live in South Jersey, anything above Cherry Hill is North Jersey. So this is really north. So I just want to thank my, my uh, intercessors, my faithful intercessors. Truly appreciate it. They're manning my table out in the foyer. Just wanted to show you some things that I brought with me just in case that you want to take advantage of these resources. My story is in this book, which I published last year, uh, that Jamie mentioned, A Journey to Ministry, Discover Your Calling, Purpose, and Destiny. Um, this is a great book uh, to read, if to be encouraged in, in finding what you're called to do. It's a very interactive book. It not only tells my journey, my story, but it helps you find, it helps you discover what God has planned for you, what he has planned for you to do. You know, as a pastor, one of the most frequent questions I get is, Pastor, how do I know what I'm called to do? And so anyway, this book is kind of an answer to that question. And then I've also made uh, five CDs uh, based on the five root issues that I see as a pastor. When someone comes into my office for counseling, uh, it doesn't really matter what 
what they verbalize they're there for, it usually comes down to one of these five things. And, and the first one is guilt and condemnation. Uh, the second one is insecurity. Uh, the third one is unforgiveness and offense. Uh, the fourth one is, oh, that was, oh, <laughs> hold on. The fourth one is depression, and the fifth one is fear and anxiety. And so uh, I want to share my story tonight. Pastor Joe has asked me to share my testimony, of which I am always so blessed to be able to share. You know, we overcome the enemy by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony. And so I'm always so blessed to share my testimony. Um, but uh, these CDs, as you will understand in a few minutes, are kind of a result of what I learned in how to receive my freedom. I don't know, am I the only one that's ever been bound by something in this room? Well, you know, I grew up in a, a non-Christian home. I used to ask my parents to take me to church. Always, I always had a hunger to know God, always, but never anyone to tell me how to know him. We know that the way to the Father is through his son, Jesus, but there was no one to tell me that. I wanted to know who God was, and my parents would say to me, you know, um, we're just not the church-going kind. And so, and, and every so often I would open my Bible, Pastor Beth, I'd open it up. I, they, they had a keepsake Bible on my, on my end table next to my bed that grew dusty. You know, my mother would never let me put anything on top of it. You never, how, how many grew up in a household? You never put anything on top of the Bible. We never opened the Bible, but you never put anything on top of the Bible. So I used to open this keepsake Bible and I'd always start with the last chapter in Revelation where Jesus, was, where Jesus said, I am coming again, I am coming soon. And I'd slam it shut and I'd think, oh, I didn't know, I knew nothing for nothing, but I knew I wasn't ready. I knew I wasn't ready for his return. Do you know that Jesus is coming back soon? Are you ready? All right, good. So I grew up in this, uh, this non-Christian household, very insecure, plagued with all kinds of in insecurities and depression. By the time I became a young adult, I was a raging alcoholic. I used to put, I had a, a my, we had our son who was an infant. Who remembers the old Fisher-Price swings? Used to crank those puppies up, remember? Remember, zoom, they'd go for hours. You, you, you cranked them up enough. I used, to, I used to get up in the morning, I'd change his diaper, I'd feed him, I'd put him in that Fisher-Price swing, crank that puppy up, so it went for a couple hours, and then I'd pour my first drink. And I'd drink all day long. And the reason I drank was because I battled fear and anxiety. Oh, See, see, when I drank, I, I it temporarily thought, well, you know, it, it goes away. I'm a little looser. I'm a, I'm a, I have more peace. But can I just tell you, Jesus is the Prince of Peace. And anything or anyone you look to besides Jesus is a false peace. It's a counterfeit peace. So I began in my early 20s to have anxiety attacks and panic attacks. 
I don't know if you've ever experienced that or if you've ever known anyone who has, but it is debilitating. I would go to the bank and I'd have one there and I didn't want to go back to the bank because you associate the place with the anxiety. And then I would go to the grocery store. I would spend an hour going up and down the aisles to get to the, the last aisle and have an anxiety attack on that last aisle and have to leave my shopping cart right there and I'd have to run out of the store. I would go to work and I'd have one there and I don't know how many times they, used to ha they, they had to drive me to the emergency room. And they'd say, they'd say, you're fine, you're fine. And I'd say, I'm not fine. And so my world kept getting smaller and smaller and smaller to the point that I became agoraphobic. Agoraphobia is when you're a prisoner in your own home. You can't, you, because you, you've had anxiety attacks everywhere, and there's nowhere you can go except for your own home. And even more than that, more than being confined to my own home, I was confined to my bed. See, I'm telling you right now, you let fear in one area of your life, it spreads like wildfire. We are living in a day we need to be, we are people of faith. And when everybody at work is, is, is fretting over the economy or they're having layoffs at the plant or I don't know how, you know, the, the economy has tanked, how are we ever going to get by? When they're standing around the water cooler worrying and complaining and fretting, what is your reaction going to be? Is it going to be faith or is it going to be fear? Are you going to chime in? Are you going to respond like the world does? Or are you going to respond according to the word? You've got to take off worldly thinking and put on word thinking. So I had these anxiety attacks and I would take a drink and they would temporarily go away. But of course, when that, when that, when I, when I became sober, of course, the anxiety came back. And so one night, and you know, when, when the enemy comes, he comes bag and baggage, you know? So now it's, 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 I'm a raging alcoholic, I'm agoraphobic, I'm, I'm severely depressed, I'm despondent, I'm despairing, name it. I mean, the list goes on and on. I smoked three packs of cigarettes a day and I had a mouth like a truck driver. You know, can you picture it? I don't know. I can't even picture it standing here. Oh, I tell you off in a second. I slice you with my tongue. Oh, many a wedding reception. This one would get drunk and then tell you off. Wow, well, I was a I was I was a wonderful person to hang around with, let me tell you. But one night when I was 26 years old, I came to the end of myself. And I went into my bedroom and I said, God, I don't know you. I know nothing about you. I didn't even know the basic Bible stories. I didn't know Adam and Eve. I didn't know Noah's Ark. I didn't know David and Goliath. I didn't know any of them. And I said, the only two things that I believe about you, God, is number one, you're real. And number two, that you created me. Thank God the two things I believe were true, you know. <laughs> My goodness. And I said, God, I have to believe that your plan, I kind of, I kind of looked at it like, you know, an inventor knows how the invention is supposed to work. 
You know how, and back then it was the VCR. If you can think back in those, in the, I, got saved, I got saved December 26, 1989. So this was, this was the height of the VCR, of the VHS tapes. And I, I, I thought, you know what? That, that VCR it comes with an instruction manual. And it says, do, like, do, make sure you clean the cassette, make sure you clean that, you know, the, the place where you put the, you put the tape in. And that says, you know, like, don't let your kids put their grilled cheese sandwiches, you know, in that, in that, in that slot, you know, and don't immerse in water, but make sure you do this. And I thought, you know what, if an inventor knows exactly how an invention is supposed to work, then my creator knows has a perfect plan for my life and so in that moment when I cried out to God he revealed Jesus to me he revealed Jesus to me I never had anyone still at 26 years old come across my path and tell me how to know God so Jesus appeared to me in my bedroom you know how you will hear stories every so often of, a, of, of Muslims in a Muslim nation that Jesus kind of reveals himself to them? No one, a missionary isn't there to witness. That's the kind of experience I had in my bedroom in New Jersey. And I knew that Jesus is Lord and Savior and that he wanted to be my Lord and Savior. <clears throat> and I said, Jesus, I said, I receive you. And I said, I will go anywhere you tell me to go. I will do anything you tell me to do. I will say anything you tell me to say. I said, I'm yours and you're mine. And I will follow you all the days of my life. And this is how I ended the prayer. I said, if you can take this messed up girl and do anything with her life, I ask you to do it. Now, those, back then, I didn't know God. I thought I was beyond repair. I thought I was beyond hope. I thought, you know, God can fix this one. He can fix that one. He can never fix me. That's how, in my mind, how bad off I was. But now that I know God, I know that every life is redeemable. He is the great restorer and wants to restore every single person in this room. And so I got up off my knees after praying that prayer, and it, what felt like shackles fell off of me. Shackles of fear, shackles of nicotine addiction and alcohol addiction and uh, shackles of uh, uh, anxiety and depression. And I truly was a brand new creature in Christ Jesus. The old had gone, the new had come. And I thought, what do I do now? What do I do? I didn't know what to do. So it was the days of the yellow pages. Remember the yellow pages? Boys and girls, it was a book about this thick, and it was yellow. All the pages were yellow, and it was in alphabetical order. And you, what, you opened it up to see, and it listed all the churches. <clears throat> and so I, I, I wrote to 10 churches, and I said, you don't know me, but I just accepted Christ as my Savior. I said, I'd like to know your doctrinal statements. Well, I didn't know what doctrinal statements were. I was so concerned I was going to walk into a cult situation. <laughs> I, you know, honestly, I didn't know if this doctrine from that doctrine, but I thought that's a good place to start. You know, if they have something to hide, they're not going to send me anything. So, <laughs> so, so, so I, 
I re- out of those 10 churches I wrote to, two churches responded. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting? I'm telling you. Here I am. I'm, I'm a new Christian. Disciple me is basically what I was saying to them in the letter. And so I started going to that one church, that one of those two churches, um, and I, I, was, I was growing. I was growing. I was learning. Um, and all of a sudden, I was sitting in Sunday school class one day, and all of a sudden, I had an anxiety attack. And I ran out of the Sunday school class. And I thought, well, that was probably just a fluke. I'm going to go back next Sunday. I went back the next Sunday. The same exact thing happened. And I made an appointment with the pastor. Now, that church that I was attending um, didn't understand about spiritual warfare and speaking the word and knowing who you are in Christ. And they, they, they had a symbol for the Holy Spirit on the pulpit, but you couldn't find them anywhere in the building. You, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like the relative you invite over for Thanksgiving dinner and hope they don't show up. You know, that, that, that kind of church. So I went to the pastor and I said, Pastor, what do I do? I said, My, the anxiety attacks are back. And he said, Sister, the devil's on you. It's your turn. That was it. That was it. That was it. He knew enough it was the devil. That was good. But he didn't know enough how to get rid of, to tell me how to get rid of the devil. So I, for the next year, no, I would say for the next nine months, I would watch church on television because I couldn't leave my home. I was back to that place. Um, I still sent my tithe into church. I would still try to communicate. But I had kind of reverted back to where I was. And then a friend, through a series of circumstances, invited me to a church very similar to this church. A church that doesn't just have the Holy Spirit as a symbol, but but allows the Holy Spirit to move. A church that taught me about spiritual warfare and about speaking the word and about who I was in Christ. And so I learned, I learned the weapons of my warfare. I learned how to, I, I wasn't, I wasn't defeated. I wasn't the victim. I was the victor because of Jesus. And so I would feel an anxiety attack coming on, and I would speak out my mouth. Uh, 2 Timothy 1.7, which says, For God has not given us this spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. I would speak that out my mouth, whether I was in the grocery store or the bank line or driving down the road or at work. I would speak at my mouth this scripture, Philippians 4, 6 through 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. I would speak this scripture out of my mouth from 1 Peter 5, 7, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. I got, uh, uh, I went to the drugstore and I bought a three ring index card notebook and I wrote a scripture on each index card and I took those scriptures like medicine three times a day. And if if the fear got worse, I did it five times a day. If it got worse than that, I did it seven times a day. If, if, 
And guess what? When it got less, I didn't back down. I kept speaking the word. Can, can I just be brutally honest with you? There were people that battled anxiety back when, like during the time frame that I was, that 30 years later, they're still battling anxiety. Because either they didn't do, they didn't pick up the tools that God has given us, or they do, they do for a short season. And then they lay the tools back down. And they're still being defeated by the enemy. Please don't let that be you. Please don't let that be you. Do not allow fear in any area of your life. It is not normal Christianity to worry about your kids. Uh-huh. Amen, sister. Say it. Come on. Amen. I never worry about my kids. It's normal Christianity to believe God and have faith that no matter what they're going through, God is going to deliver them, restore them, save them, whatever it is that you are believing God for. It is not normal Christianity to live a life of worry and anxiety and fear and dread. It's not. And as born-again believers, sometimes we can entertain just a little bit, a little smidgen of fear. Well, you know, I, I don't have fear in, in most areas of my life, but, you know, I still have fear over here. That fear over here will eventually spread to other areas of your life. And Jesus said when he returns to the earth, what does he, what does he say he wants to find? Faith. He wants to find faith. He wants to find faith. I love the story of how John Wesley, who was the founder of the Methodist Church, got saved. He was, he, he, here he was, he was a graduate of Oxford University. He was an Anglican priest. He thought he was right with God. And he took, he was invited to come to the United States of America. And on this, this boat that he took were a group of people called Moravians. Who, who, know, who has ever heard of Mor the Moravians before? They're, they were out of the Germany, <clears throat> or Moravia. And, and there, was, there was a storm at sea, and, and the, the ship was being tossed back and forth, back and forth, and everyone was screaming in terror. They, it, 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 it seemed like the ship was going to capsize. But the Moravians, here they were, sitting over in the corner, like, hey, what's going on? What's new? Not much. How about with you? Hey, could you pass the salt? Sure. Like, a conversation like that. And John Wesley looks over at them and said, what's your gig? Like, what's, what's, what's your deal? And they're like, oh, oh, we're trusting Jesus. You mean trusting Jesus? That's how he got saved. Through the example of people that, are believe, that believed God and didn't get into worry, panic, fear, and anxiety. Do you know that the unsaved are watching you? Do you know that your children are watching you? Do you know that you can tell them all day long not to fear, not to be afraid, not to be anxious for anything? But they look to you as how to respond to life. So if you take to the bed when things get bad, you're teaching them. That's what you do when things get bad. You take to the bed. If you get anxious, you're teaching them. Well, oh, this, must, this is normal Christianity to get anxious when, when something happens, when there's an attack from the enemy or something has happened in our family. The unsaved are watching you. Your children are watching you. And the people in your church are watching you. 
You are, again, so blessed to have a pastor and his wife that walk by faith. No matter what the enemy throws their way, no matter what attack is, comes against the church, they walk by faith. And they've made a decision years ago that they were going to believe God no matter what. No matter what. That's the place that you need to be. That's the place you need to get to. And so tonight, I just, I, I would love the honor of praying for everyone here that battles fear, anxiety, dread, or any form of that. So I'm going to ask everybody to stand up. And if that is you, I want you to come forward. And I'm not going to ask you what you're afraid of. I'm just going to pray. I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray and ask God. Ask God to deliver you from fear. So let's just, let's just make a line across the front here. And I'll just start, I'll start on this end. I, I feel that in addition to people here that were battling fear, there are people here tonight that need to get right with God. You know, Jesus, Jesus died on the cross. He died on the cross for your sins and for my sins. The scriptures say that we've all sinned and we've all fallen short of God's glory. And we all need a savior. And just like when I was 26 years old, I went to my bedroom and I said, I come to the end of myself. I fell on my knees and I said, Jesus, I make you the Lord and savior of my life. There are people in this room that have need to do it for the first time. But there are also people in this room that need to rededicate their lives back to God. That perhaps you're living a life of one foot in the world and one foot in God. And I want to say to you tonight that a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. And as long as you have one foot in the world and one foot in God, you're deceiving yourself into thinking that you're fine with God. But this is what your life looks like. And you'll continue to live a life like that until you surrender. Once and for all. It's all about his plan for your life. It's all about what he, he, it's all about his word and not your desires and your plan. It's all about him. So I'm going to ask for you to be bold and to come down here and to rededicate your life or to give your life to the Lord for the very first time. So, ko, 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 da, da, shita. Come on down, sir. Thank you. Thank you. The Lord's going to use you in mighty ways. Are you kidding me right now? What do I mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? I mean he's going to use you in mighty ways. You're going to look back. You're going to look on. You're going to look back on. You're going to look back on this night. What date's today? November 6th. 2019, you're going to look back on this night. You're going to say, from that point on, from that point on, all right? From that point on, when I gave my life to Jesus, he began turning my life around. He began turning my life around. Come on up, come on. Anybody else? Anyone else that would like to join these two down here? Oh, good. Everybody's good. Good. Come on down. Come on down. Come on. Come on. See? See the courage with which you exhibit it? Others exhibit. 
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. We're going we're gonna to pray, all right? And, and come on up. Come on. Anybody else wants to join them? Come on up. Come on up. Come on up. Um, we're, I'm going to lead this group in, in a prayer, the best prayer that you will ever pray in your entire life, all right? Come on up. Come on up. Come on up. Thank you. Thank you. And for those, that, for those of you that, that need to pray this prayer that are, that are standing back there, you pray this prayer with us, okay? All right? Dear Heavenly Father, I'm going to repeat after me. Dear Heavenly Father, I love you. I thank you that Jesus died on the cross. And he rose from the dead. And he ascended into heaven. And sits at the right hand of the Father. Jesus, I receive you as Lord and Savior. Forgive me for my sins and for doing life my way. From this point on, I will live according to your word. I love you, Lord, and will follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now don't go anywhere. Don't go anywhere because we have we have a team of people that are going to be giving you some really important information. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to this message. We pray that you're blessed and lifted up by God's word. If this message helped you today, please consider supporting New Beginnings financially. You can just go to newbeginningsnj.org and click the giving tab. We hope to see you soon.